Hey, welcome to the Leadership Lab podcast where we're developing the heart and soul of leaders. My name is Jeremiah. And my name is Bianca. And today we're going to be talking about moving from addition to multiplication. This is going to be good. We're going to be developing the soul of empowerment. Yes. It's easier said than done. It made me think of the other night, actually Sunday night, we were playing a game as a family and it was a brand new game. Family game night. Family game night. And so we're opening up this game and there are tons of pieces everywhere, tons <laughs> of unpackaging and all of these things. So we're laying it out. And as we're all laying it out, I'm reading the instructions and I start to read it and we're like, okay, okay, got to hold on to that piece of information. Okay. This is what we're supposed to do. And I continue to read the instructions. And as the it, the t night went on, I just started getting very overwhelmed. And I was telling him, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I've got this in me tonight. I mean, it's Sunday night. We we're exhausted from Sunday morning because we're up early. And like, I keep reading and there's more and more rules, more and more things you have to know. And you have to retain all of this. And we haven't even started the game yet. Yeah. And then finally, Jeremiah looked at me and said, I don't have it in me. Like we both just were, we couldn't do it. We, we did not have the mental capacity to play that game that night. And so we took all the pieces we set up, put them back in the box, closed the box up and like put the game away. Like we didn't do it because it was overwhelming. And can I tell you, learning how to empower leaders can sometimes feel very, very overwhelming. It's like, man, that's really tough. Yeah. You know what? It just would be so much easier if I just do the job myself. Yeah. You know, instead of taking the time to invest in a relationship, taking the time to train someone properly, taking the time to follow up and follow through with someone, ah, I'll just do the job myself. But you will limit yourself and your leadership, your organization, and you'll only add to the numbers and never multiply and multiplying yourself is 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 really the key to unlocking greater levels of influence and discipleship I yes. mean that's really where we're trying to get to as leaders because Ephesians chapter 4 says that the the pastors the teachers th those ministry roles are there to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. Yes. And so throughout the New Testament, the model that's given, even back into the Old Testament, the model of leadership that's given is a multiplication model. It's yes. not an addition model. That's it's something so that we should be multiplying our influence. Yes. And reproduction is a great sign of a great leader. And so you want to reproduce yourself. You want to take the time. And, and this is something that's very, very intentional. And you've got to look at those around you and ask yourself, am I taking the time to truly reproduce myself in them so that once they're equipped, man, you've got a whole nother person. So instead of just thinking about one person, think about what multiple people could do as they're equipped. And you want to think like, I want to, I want to empower these people to then multiply themselves in other people. I don't yes. want to, you know, just gain followers. I want right. to, I want to gain leaders around yes. me. I want to be intentional to find out who those people are so that we can actually make that kind of impact. It makes me think of the scripture in second Timothy chapter two and verse two. If you, if you can, I'd encourage you to look at it. It's such a powerful verse. It says, this, this is the, the NIV version. It says, and the things you have heard me say, this is Paul talking to Timothy, the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. There's so much to unpack in this verse, but just on the outset, you can see here that the posture of Paul's ministry at this stage in his life. Now, 2 Timothy 
is is the last letter that Paul wrote in the New Testament. So this is this is his last piece of scripture that he's written, and and he's more advanced in age and experience and mm-hmm. what he's seen and witnessed. And as he's reaching the end point of his ministry, he's telling Timothy, Hey, I've, I've run this race. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've done this for quite some time. And I've discovered that the greatest use of a leader's time is to take time to develop and multiply their influence yes. through other leaders. Yes. And then he also, you see some levels of leadership there. You see Jesus, first of all, cause he's the truth that they're talking about and then you got paul and then you got timothy and then you got the reliable or another word is faithful people and then the the last one is the others that are there so you see these levels of ministry leadership that you're saying hey you got to develop more leaders who can then in turn lead other people towards that goal that we're trying to reach for and there's a big difference between empowering people and developing them than delegation I think delegation is needed, it's necessary, but empowerment is essential for any organization to grow, any ministry, um, you as a leader, when we learn how to empower others and multiply ourselves in others, it actually adds to our own life. It multiplies ourselves where we grow as individuals as well. And so what I, what I see Paul doing here is something that I've, I've seen other leaders do. And, and that is you, you've got to be able to identify potential leaders. Yes. If, if you want to multiply yourself and you want to recruit, train, develop other leaders around you, first of all, you have to be able to spot them yes. when they're there. That's good. How, how do you identify a potential leader? Well, here Paul tells Timothy, he says that you need to entrust these things to reliable men. Well, the word reliable, it, it, it's the word faithful. It's its less to do about your competency as a leader and mm. more to do with your character as That's a leader. Good. And so it's not necessarily he's saying, hey, look for the greatest teachers. Look for those who are eloquent. Look for those mm. who are that. He's saying, look for faithful people. Come on, somebody. Look for the people who are there, who are around you, that you can tell there's something about their lives that matters. John Maxwell says it like this. He says, leaders, they know the way, they go the way, and they show the way. Mm-hmm. Leaders, they they know the way. Yes. What, what does that mean to know the way? It means you know the vision. You yes. know what we're what we're trying to do around here. You know the mission. You, you're very clear on that. Look for people who are dialed in and that see, you see that in their lives. That's the second thing is that yeah. they go the way. You want to look for people that you can see through their lives that they're living examples of exactly what we're trying to do here in this team in this ministry in this church in this organization wherever you lead yeah. you want to look for those people who are already going the way yes so so they know what we're about and they're doing it they're in active they're in active ministry they're in active roles mm. where they're actually taking that and making it happen That's so and good. then and then the third thing is that they show the way they're able to teach others is what paul says yeah. you got to find these people who are able to then teach other people can they communicate effectively are they are they connecting with other people are they leading others and encourage those people to take some next steps yeah. that's what you do once you identify those leaders man you start saying come on let's go i've got i've got dreams i've got vision i believe that we can do this better together than we can on our own and the best way to grow your team is, is from growing them from leaders within 
Not, not looking on the exterior of the organization or the team, looking from within and saying, where are those potential leaders at and how can I empower them? And can I say, look for people that they're not necessarily flashy or they're not the one waving their hand like, oh, put me in coach. But it's just the people that show up to all the daily things. If they show up, man, that is such a huge sign of character. We can, we can get to the, the charisma, we can get to the skill and the honing of the skills, but just the, the people around, I'm telling you, the, the answer is in the house. Yes, It's provided in the house. God has given you who you need, whether it's on your job work site or it's in the school or it's in your church, wh- wherever it is, it's in the house. So good. You gotta look, and if you have eyes as a leader to believe that someone that's here can get there, Man, there's no telling how you can multiply yourself within that leader and watch how they they may not even believe in themselves. But that's what great leaders do. They see the gold and they mine it out of them. They see the goodness and they draw it out of them even when they don't see it themselves. So be a person that sees it in others and call it out and call people to the next level. Don't be scared to say, I see that in you and I think I think you would be amazing at that. And and go ahead and prophesy that or, or speak that over their lives. And so I want to talk about some ways that we can empower people on our part as leaders. The first thing that we can do is communicate the vision clearly and often. That's good. Vision is the great motivator, but vision also leaks. So you can feel like you're talking about vision all the time. Like we're saying it all the time. No God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. We are saying it all the time. And you need to be so tired of saying it. So tired of like, man, people are going to get tired of hearing it. no. That is just the moment that people are sort of getting it. So make sure that people understand the vision because that's why we're doing what we're doing. We're not aimlessly doing work, but we have a mission and a vision that we're going towards. The next thing is learn your leader's gifts and passions. And this is really important because this is the relational part right here. And this is where investment is very, very important, where it's, I'm not just trying to get something from you. Like, I don't want you on this team just because you're going to contribute to the success of the vision and the mission, but it's, I see things in you and I want those things to develop. That's one of the most exciting parts of developing leaders is seeing leaders tap into their gifts, discover some new gifts and that they're growing in those gifts and that they feel like they're contributing and making a difference in the vision and the mission and that their their part is just as important as someone else's part. So make sure you fan those flames in your leader's lives. The next one is give authority, don't hoard control. This is very important. Give authority. If you say, okay, this is the person over um, this tech area, man, you communicate to the rest of the team. This is the person that's in charge. This is the person that has the authority so they can make the decision. It doesn't always have to come to me. And sometimes we as leaders, we love the elusive idea of control. Like no one truly has control over anything, but we like to feel like we're in control, but that's not how we'll grow if we need to hold on to things. Instead, we we hold people loosely. We love them deeply. We hold people loosely, but we we give them authority and we empower them and watch, watch how they skyrocket in their leadership. And then lastly is to train them to train their leaders as you have with them. So you take the time to train them, train them well. And then you say, okay, the next step is, is now train your leaders to do what I've done with you. And what I love about multiplying in leaders is, is that there's like these 
aha moments yes. that people get a piece of the vision that they've really never gotten before. You, you'll see it show up in their lives and you, you can encourage that. You can fan the flame of that and say, oh, that was it right there. That That is mm. that is exactly it. We had a great staff meeting last week. And in that staff meeting, one of our dream team members really like got it and yeah. like, I got to see that gentleman this weekend and I went up to him and I was like, man, you did it. Yes. Celebrated that win big time. And that is what empowering leaders looks like. It's yes. just this daily grind work, entrusting it to faithful people, reliable people who can then entrust it to others. And those others are going to grow. And then those others will have other others. And yeah. it's just going to keep going. And that's the design that God has built us to do. And so yeah. I want to close this today with giving you four ways that you can impart more aha moments that you can encourage and empower people's hearts when it comes to this critical area of empowerment. The first one is ask questions. Get to know your leaders. Yes. Help them discover more about themselves. Keep them, uh, help them learn more about God through asking questions. Yes. You can pull things out of people by just probing with a question, just kind of asking it out there. Say, hey, when you were when you were thinking through planning this event, how many other leaders did you involve in this? Did anybody work on it with you? Did you solicit more people's involvement on the front end so they have more ownership on the back end. You see, all of these questions will help them discover more yeah. about how to be a better leader. The second one is to invest. Take some personal time to make some personal investments in people. Maybe take them out to coffee. Maybe, you know, having a, a FaceTime or a Zoom call or whatever it is during these very interesting days that we live in. But finding ways that you can write a card to them, uh, write a note to them, yes. buy a book for them and, and, and study it together. Say, hey, I'd like to read this and ask some questions. Make some personal investments in the leaders that you serve. Number three is overly communicate. Never assume that anyone on the team is crystal clear. You mentioned it earlier. You just got to tirelessly share the vision, share yes. what it looks like, share stories of that vision being accomplished and what it looks like when that happens. Can I say something too? Sometimes the vision that is stated there's a huge gap between what it actually look like looks like when it's played out. And so we need to close that gap and be as leaders, our job is to clarify, to bring clarity. And so sometimes leaders will get it and sometimes they'll miss it completely. And that's okay, that mistakes are gonna be made, but we help them, we follow up, we don't just let the ball drop, but we say, hey, you know what, this, this right here was a win, but this right here, we could have tweaked it and it would have been more of a win accomplishing our vision if we would have done it this way. So it's so, so important. And, and then the fourth and the final thing is to do a heart check. Check in with people. Even the greatest leaders struggle sometimes. Yes. That they're having maybe a bout of discouragement. And you, you just come in and you just say, hey, how, how are you doing? Oh, well, the ministry's going great and the, the team is this. And no, 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 no. How are you doing? Yes. It's so important as a leader to be that kind of empowering leader that shows your compassion and your care. Yeah. I, I think one of my favorite experiences that Jesus had is he, he looked at the multitude of people 
and he could see that they were like sheep without a shepherd. Mm -hmm. And he had compassion on them is what it showed. Compassion as a leader will take you further in your leadership than you can ever imagine. When you come alongside of someone who's going through a dark time and they come out on their side, you, you probably could gain a lifelong influence with that person because you were there for yes. them. Yes. You were there for them. You were that shoulder to cry on. You were that, that person who just listened when they just poured out their heart. And there's a bond that happens in those moments. So do a heart check with your people. It empowers them to overcome every single thing that they have in their lives. And I mean, I, I still remember when a leader did that for me and what I felt like. I remember, you know, because I'm pretty low maintenance. I am a take charge. We got this. We can do this type of personality. And I just remember that season of ministry. I was feeling very invisible. I was feeling very discouraged. Um, it was not something I would just normally say to my fellow pastors and ministers that were around me. But I remember my leader asking that question and, and just opening up the discussion of like, how are you really doing? And I had to make a decision on, am I going to be truthful or am I just going to keep hiding this because I want to appear strong? There's a difference between appearing strong and actually being strong. And I just felt that I needed to say what I was going through. And I did. And I was crying. And it was, you know, it was a humbling moment for me because I just had to push through those tears and confess to people that I truly looked up to. And I thought that they were amazing men. I was the only woman in the circle, by the way. And that was very difficult for me because I want to be strong, you know, and I just remember just saying what I was going through and tears are streaming. And I just remember one of the pastors just came and just, um, just prayed over me, you know, and I, I just felt this release and this healing in that moment. But I, I still remember this and I feel all the feels from that moment when it happened because it was such a monumental point in my walk and the fact that I had a leader who cared enough to say, can we pull back the curtains? If we say, let's take all the ministry and all of the tasks off the table, how are you doing as a person? And still to this day, I'm just saying, wow, I want to be that kind of leader that I would make sure that I'm checking on people, that I'm checking on their hearts um, and not just how are you doing? Is all the stuff done? Are we ready to go? I want to be the person that is making sure that their, their hearts are healthy and really giving permission for people to speak and say, Hey, things aren't going very well for me. And I, I could just use a place, a safe place to vent. And it's amazing how leaders can just stand up with their shoulders back after those kinds of conversations and say, okay, well, the, the problems haven't necessarily changed and the obstacles haven't gone away, but man, I feel more confident because I just got that off my chest. And so creating those spaces, I truly believe will help multiply people in tremendous ways. That is so good. I think this is a conversation for another time, but to, to be able to be the kind of leader that could be as transparent as you were in that moment and for the other leaders in that group to be secure enough to be able to let somebody kind of be vulnerable in that way, it, it really takes some emotionally healthy leadership to be able to do that. And so I think that's a, a great topic for another episode, but I've enjoyed this today. We hope that this has empowered you to be the best leader that you could be so that you can impact more people and so that God can be glorified in everything that's said and done. Thank you for joining us on the Leadership Lab podcast. We hope that you are blessed and encouraged 
and may God's peace and his grace be with you. Thanks so much.